Are you worldly and curious like us? Travel with Inside Vacations on your next trip. See the famous sites and also get insights so you return home enriched and inspired. Make your next vacation insightful by joining us on a premium guided tour. Visit InsideVacations.com slash Insightful to learn more and find the trip that's perfect for you. I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain it to me. I'm no, not you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an no. illegal thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor. A teacher. A clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble, and I know I'm in trouble. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Pizza we have tonight. Uh, I, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. Question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. If you or someone you know is experiencing a mental health or substance use crisis, call 988. 988 provides free, confidential, compassionate support 24-7 in your phone's local area code. You are not alone in crisis. There is hope. If memorable equals creepy, then one of the top candidates for that spot would be Cody Green. In July of 2006, we went to Harris County, Georgia, for what would be our sixth predator investigation. Fortin, Georgia, which is in Harrison County, is about 90 minutes from Atlanta. It's rural, but just minutes from a major interstate highway. The house we used for the investigation was set back from the road on about five acres of land. It had been vacant and for sale. Spiders, ticks, and ants were everywhere, I got itchy just walking into the place. We've dealt with a lot of challenges in these investigations before, but Georgia was difficult on many levels. Things got off to a good start. I arrived on a Thursday. The Wagenbergs, the team that did our hidden camera setups, was just finishing up wiring the house. The Harris County Sheriff's Department had set up a task force with federal agents in a garage apartment. Frag and Dell of Perverted Justice, the decoy watchdog group we cooperated with during some of these investigations, told me that quite a few potential predators from the area had already taken part in sexually charged chats with decoys and made plans to visit. It looked like it was going to be pretty fertile ground for catching predators. Emily was our decoy and posed as a teenage girl who was home alone. Everything looked good to go. It had become somewhat of a signature of our show to have a snack or beverage waiting for the men who visit. We've offered chips and pretzels. 
In Florida, it was a chocolate chip cookie, fresh from the oven. Here in Georgia, we had a pitcher of sweet tea. The plan was to have Emily invite the man in, tell him to have a seat at the counter, offer him some tea, and then say she had to throw some clothes in the dryer. She would then try to keep the man talking from the next room in an effort to draw out his intent. The dialogue like this is often compelling. And then, when I thought the moment was right, I would come out for the confrontation. The task force working this investigation in Georgia was highly skilled and professional. They'd really put a lot of work into this investigation, and it became very helpful as 24 men would surface and be confronted by me, then arrested, interrogated, and charged with solicitation of a minor in Georgia. One of the sentences actually carried up to 24 years in prison, a man with a past. The Georgia investigation was difficult on a couple different levels. Remember back in 2006, we merely had decoys from perverted justice poses teen boy and girls in chat rooms on AOL and Yahoo. Well, in the course of this investigation, there was a massive fire on the West Coast in Silicon Valley, right near Yahoo. The fire knocked out power, which meant that Yahoo and its chat rooms and our ability to communicate with any of the predators was gone, vanished. So we were pretty much out of the water. We couldn't communicate with potential predators in any way. We couldn't exist in the chat room to see if predators would contact our decoys. And so we were kind of dead in the water. We suspended our operation on a Saturday. And as it turns out, I had some sad duty to perform in the meantime. We were going to take a few days off and then come back and and uh, continue our investigation. So the house stayed wired and, and we just put a pause on the whole thing. I then flew up to Detroit, and this is a backstory that I haven't talked about a lot, but during this period of time, this particular summer in 2006, some very good friends of mine were on vacation, a couple. Both of them were lawyers. They had their three kids with them, and they were with extended family, and they were in Wisconsin. And enjoying themselves a week into a two-week vacation, and a road crew had been doing some work near their cottage and clipped a propane line, and over the next few days, the propane gas seeped through the ground and ultimately triggered an explosion, killing both the husband and the wife, my good friends. Fortunately, their children escaped and the extended family escaped. But it was a horrific tragedy and one that put a lot of things in perspective for me and a lot of my friends who grew up together as kids and who were still very good friends as young adults in the suburban Detroit area. So in the pause of this investigation, I actually flew up to Detroit and Danny Dietz, my good friend, picked me up at the airport and we went to the funeral the next day and got through all that and jumped back on a plane and went back down to Georgia to continue the investigation. It was surreal looking back that in the midst of doing what you thought was dark, you had to go deal with something even darker, but a difficult thing to put into perspective at the time, but uh, still unbelievable as I sit down in the studio to talk about this investigation and into Cody Green. Anyway, we had to shift gears pretty quickly and I had to get my head back in the game and there we were in Georgia, ready to go. Online, 
20-year-old Cody Green, using the screen names Perfect Buddy Georgia and C. Greasy, had been chatting online with a girl who he thought was 13 years old. She went by the name Maddie. Now, the conversation between Cody Green and Maddie became graphic pretty quickly. Green was a young man who didn't leave any mystery about his intent. He talked very, very graphically about whether or not the girl was a virgin, whether she had had any experience whatsoever with men. Maddie tells perfect buddy G.A. that she has never had sex before. Cody Green says, awesome, I definitely appreciate being your first. The decoy then asks, really, you don't mind if I'm a virgin? Perfect Buddy Georgia said, if you don't mind me taking it from you, I actually would love it and never have been with a virgin. He told the girl he couldn't come over until later in the evening because he had to visit his parole officer first. He said he'd had a drunk driving ticket and hit and run accident. Then he typed that he'd bring condoms for regular sex. He asked if he could have oral sex with the girl and eventually says, So may I ask a naughty? He continued, Would you let me stick my dick in your behind also? I know it's an ooh moment for sure. When the decoy asked if that would hurt, he said, That is something you will have to grow accustomed to. Wow, what a gentleman Cody Green is. He also sent eight pictures of his penis. Now, a lot of guys who turn up in our investigations do this, probably about half. It just shocks me that anyone has that much time in their day or has any idea that anyone would want to see that on the other side of their conversation. But at about 11.30 at night, here he comes. Cody Green pulling into our driveway in a silver Cadillac Escalade. He walks right to the door. Decoy says, I made some tea. It's on the table. Yeah, I made some He's moving quickly and follows closely the decoy as she goes into the next room. I mean, right behind her. And suddenly, I'm there. Boom. And he wants to dance around a little bit, but ultimately, he does take a seat at the counter. He originally tells me that he was just there looking for a friend, nothing more. If she really wanted to be my friend, that would be all I needed from her. But then his story starts to change. I swear, sir, I'm a desperate person. I need a girl in my life. And I'm, if she really wanted to be my friend, that would be all I needed from her. I reminded him that the girl he met online said that she was only 13 and that his actions that night violated Georgia law. He said he understood, and then I read back to him some of his chat, including, are you ready to have my thang in your mouth? That became an iconic predator line. I said, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? He translated for me. Are you ready to have my in your mouth? He says this during the face-to-face confrontation with me. Why? He tells me. Because she was going with this. Now, by this point, remember, We had been doing these investigations for a couple years. So the potential predators, the men who came into our investigations, into our homes, started to figure out who I was. In the beginning, it was, are you the dad or are you the cop? Now people were starting to recognize me as I started to conduct the interviews. 
And I think Cody Green might have picked up on it, but he wasn't going to admit it right away. I asked him if he thought that made this whole thing the girl's fault. He said he didn't. And then he admits to me that had a 13-year-old girl been willing, he would have had sex with her. But if she was open to the idea. Yes. You would have had sex with a 13-year-old girl. Probably, yeah. And then he apologizes. I'm sorry, I know you think it's bad, but that's what it is. And it would be probably and hold for it because this is a line that has become famous in the world of To Catch a Predator followers. He says, That would be probably the cleanest, best pleasure, I would say. The cleanest, best pleasure is to have sex with a 13-year-old girl. It's hard to imagine someone thinking that, much less admitting it. Another stark reminder to me about who is trolling the Internet. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. Cody Green spends a little bit more time with me before I tell him he's free to leave. And he doesn't walk out right away. He somehow has rationalized all this in his mind. He admits that he had a past criminal history with the drunk driving and the hit and run. He's dressed head to toe in white. He's got baggy shorts on, designer t-shirt, a ball cap, and he thinks he's a, a bit of a player. He's driven up in his silver Escalade, as I mentioned, belonged to his parents, and I truly believe he would have had sex with the young girl had I not been there and had it been the scenario he expected. He walks casually out of the house into the Georgia summer night like nothing had happened. It seemed pretty clear to me that he thought he was going to just hop right back into his Escalade and drive off into the night without facing any consequences for his actions. That was not to be. The Harris County, Georgia Sheriff's Department and the rest of the task force was waiting and they put him on the ground, handcuffed him and took him away. Please, freeze, freeze, put your hands up. Cody was someone who would later claim that he had some mental issues and that would be some sort of a defense for him as his case went through the court system. But I got to tell you, he seemed pretty lucid to me. And the fact that he would admit that this would be the, quote, cleanest, best pleasure was something that, well, made me think he knew exactly what he was doing, along with the rest of his explanations, the fact that he brought condoms, the fact that he brought other items that he had talked about in his online chat. When I noticed that his entire outfit was matching and well put together, got the clothes thing going on, looking for a bit of a lighter moment to get him to talk to me uh, in more detail, he says, that's material, sir. Girls, girls look deeper for what they want in guys. Later, he said something that was just so cocky and arrogant that it was hard for me to believe. He actually thanked me for, quote, wasting his gas because he drove from Alpharetta, which is a wealthy suburb of Atlanta where he lived with his parents. During the conversation, he told the decoy he was a hood-born hustler which didn't match up with his suburban upbringing. Cody Green's family hired him a lawyer, and he pleaded not guilty. 
As Cody Green is led into the Harris County Sheriff's Department to be checked into the jail and questioned, he actually gives the finger to one of my camera guys. He knew what he was up to. He was just mad that he was caught, I think. Anyway, we watch him in the process as he changes into his black and white striped outfit and then later does not really give it all up to the sheriff's detectives who want to interview him. Cody's family hired a lawyer and he began his trip through the court system. He pleaded not guilty to the charges stemming from the sting operation in Harris County. But just about a year later, Cody Green is arrested after exposing himself to an eight-year-old girl at a public pool. And according to police reports at the time, he actually put his fingers to his mouth and told the girl, shh, don't say anything. Well, now, any argument that, you know, this was a one-off or he didn't mean to do anything, it just goes right out the window. Cody Green's really looking at some serious time now. Cody Green's lawyers argued that he had been in a very serious car accident when he was 16 years old and suffered severe head trauma. And that was part of the reason that he had this attraction for children sexually. But nowhere in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, which is widely used by the psychiatric community, is there a diagnosis connecting severe head trauma with predatory behavior. The court seemed unimpressed by all that. Ultimately, he was found guilty in the case of the sting operation in Harris County. He pleaded guilty to charges of attempted child molestation, attempted sodomy, and attempted statutory rape. He was sentenced in our investigation to three years in prison and 12 years of probation, but he still had to face the charges from exposing himself to the child near the pool. The judge in that case sentenced Green to serve an additional nine months in jail and extended his probation to 16 years. He is on probation as we speak. When he was in court, Green sobbed as he explained to the judge what had happened and noted that he has since become a Christian. According to court transcripts and local media reports, he said, I am a newly crowned Jesus Christ servant. Green's attorney reiterated the information about the traumatic brain injury and said that Cody Green had never been the same since, and that while he appeared to function normally and had been ruled mentally competent to stand trial, the injury affected his mental filters. The judge, again, was unimpressed. Cody Green is now 34 years old. According to State of Georgia probation officials, he remains, as of this day, on the Georgia Sex Offender Registry. He lives with his parents and continues to be monitored by his probation officer. He's got to wear a monitor. Pictures that have been posted on him show a change of hairstyles over the years and that he's gained some weight. No indication that he has reoffended, but again, he has been on very strict probation and monitoring living with his parents, so one can only hope that he has tried
tried at least to turn himself around, but based upon his activities back around the time we were doing that particular predator investigation, I don't know what it says about a guy that he goes out after being busted by me, by the Harris County Sheriff's Department, and then within a year is seen exposing himself to an eight-year-old girl at a public pool. It would seem that in spite of his becoming a religious fellow and a true Christian, the reason he's still on probation is he remains somewhat at least of a danger to society. In all, 20 men were arrested in the Georgia to catch a predator investigation, including an Iraq war veteran who got down on his knees in a prisoner of war position, and a man who said he was a Baptist minister. Many predators I've caught in Georgia, and we'll focus on more of them as our podcast continues. I'm Chris Hansen, and this is predators I've caught.